0: Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard, and you're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Lori Morse. Hey, Lori. Hey, nice to see you again. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so we had Lori on the podcast um, about a year ago or so, but I just wanted to read a just short um, description of her and then just let her tell you more about herself. So Lori Morse is a 30-year practitioner of Chinese medicine and the director of the Sacred Health Academy, an online educational platform for women looking to bridge the gap between her humanity and her divinity in order to heal. So Lori, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself and a little bit about how you work with people? Yeah,
1: well, COVID for probably a lot of us has changed that, right? So I used to receive people in person, a few people by Zoom, you know, in different parts of the world. Um, And then this online academy was birthed, you know, in the very first months of COVID just primarily to be available to more and, you know, to not have to worry about the in-person thing, but also because I've been watching for about 30 years, this phenomenon where these, there's are these beautiful hearted spiritual women and, and they have their spiritual life here and then they have their health here and then their work stuff here and their family life here. And they're trying to like, f- bow, you know, keep all these balls in the air. And I I started practicing my own self, weaving my spirituality into everything. And that's when I realized that there's a deeper way of healing when we can do that, when we can bring this personal medicine that lives in the intelligence of ourselves, that is our sacred self. And there's a blueprint for all of this, and we just have to, you know, I just had to figure out how to activate it or awaken it and then work with other women to do the same thing. And the book we'll talk about today is really um, like a foundational piece. If we don't do that piece, then it will be hard to access This personal medicine that lives inside of each and every one of us, no exception.
0: So, why don't you introduce your new book, the name of it, and just give us a little summary about it and what we're going to find inside?
1: Sure. Yeah, that's a fun question. So, it's The Art of Returning to Love How to Show Fear and Stress the Exit and Heal. So, I did a survey amongst, I don't know, three or 4,000 people, and this was the winner. (laughs) And it's a short book, it's like only 88 pages, but it's meaty. And it, it, it literally, there's how to's in here, like, what does it mean to feel the connection to the source of life? You know, when I'm folding laundry, or when I'm having a conversation with my teenager, or when my grandchild, is, you know, toiling at my feet or something along those lines, and, and, and how, you know, if we're going to make if we're going to do the as above, so below thing or create heaven on earth other way, you know, there's a lot of ways to say that we're the ones who have to be the instruments or the vessels for that to actually be the case. And I've learned that people tend to see that as like, oh, well, that's that thing that happens over there, but then there's the reality over here. <laughs> And when we, this is what I mean by bridging the gap between our humanity and our divinity. My husband and I actually have conversations like this and have a podcast where we talk about, it's almost like the homo sapien era is coming to a, a change, a pivotal change in the collective consciousness. And there's going to be, a, there is a fork in the road. It isn't even going to be, it's here where a human being has the option to go homo machina and just be sort of like robotic. We, we've already been doing that or homo spiritus where we're actually fully engaged with our higher spiritual self while we're boots on the ground in this life on earth. And so this is one of the foundational um, bricks uh, found it, you know, to, to, to build so that we know how to do that.
0: So why would someone choose to be in alignment with their spirit as opposed to just living the mundane, you know, I'm here, yeah. I'm in a body and I'm just here doing what people and bodies do, you know, yeah. work and eating and what, you know, whatever things we do.
1: Yeah. It's such a good question. Um, first of all, all the goods <laughs> are under the, let's just say they're different umbrellas, right? Under the umbrella of homo spiritus or being in this alignment with our spiritual self. This is literally where everything that, a human heart yearns for. Now they may not know this is exactly what they're yearning for, and so it's it's a um, it's seductive to go into the robotic, you know, h- human um, autopilot way because it it just seems like everything is easier and we don't have to do more work. But honestly just, it's, it's actually costs more energy to do it that way than it does to do the work that it takes to do the connection and to start bringing this energy in a conscious aware way into our life. And all we have, all each of us has to do is our own part. Like I don't have to do anything to make your life more spiritual. I just do my, my part, my life more spiritual. And everyone who chooses to do that, will do that. And that will tip the scales in favor of a world that is more reflective of that, rather than more reflective of the pain, suffering, you know, and some people call it, and this may sound harsh or dramatic, but the Homo Machina or the autopilot road is more of an enslavement kind of an experience. And the Homo Spiritus connected to the source of all life and operating from that place is the sovereignty that we all crave. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about that, I'm thinking about, uh, that old movie, the matrix, you know, where people thought they were actually living their spiritual life or they thought they were living a life, but they are really just hooked up to a tube, to a computer and it was all simulated, whatever. So how do we know that we're living in, in that alignment with our spirit?
1: Oh my God. That's such a good question.
0: I know I sent you questions, but these are better. You're so good. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, what I witness and observe is that when a human being is more tense than relaxed, when they're more anxious than trusting, when they're more uh, choosing and, uh, and basing their choices because they feel fear rather than the, 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 I mean, the whole fabric of the universe is love, right? a trust and a connection to that, that unified intelligent field, it doesn't necessarily, it, it doesn't include a high level of fear, right? So those are three real simple ways to say, well, where am I in this moment, you know, in, in terms of the choice point, right? Mm-hmm. And, and there are ways, in, in when we're in fear, when we're anxious and tense, it seems like there's no other way that's the, that's the hard part here is that it seems like this is the way it is. It's always been this way. It's getting worse. The world is going to, you know, is chaotic and crazy. Um, and that isn't not true, but we have choice around that, right. At at the level of individual and collective consciousness. And so, um, yeah, we, we, the, the thing is where are the tools for that. So that's one of the, one of the things that this is is a tool to, uh, to, to at choice point, when one might be like, gripped by fear, anxiety, or tension, what can I do? And, and that's what I offer. And and this is one, this is part one of a trilogy. So, you know, the tools will keep coming.
0: Wow. So let's say we find ourselves um, in, I'm going to call it for lack of another word, uh, negative thinking, you know, we're projecting into the future. What if, what if, what if, or we're thinking about the past, something horrible that happened, and we can't seem to really, stay present um so how do we if we get in that situation how do we quickly become aware that we're in it and when we become aware of it what do we do yeah so so those are two parts
1: right so the first part is how do we come, become aware and the and the and the the first thing to practice is staying present right we, if we're not present, we're not going to catch the fact that our mind has just, you know, squeezed us into a chokehold, <laughs> right, with our thinking. Um, and so that's the first thing. So one one just saying, okay, so every, you know, every day until noon, or, or maybe even at Monday, Tuesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'm going to practice being present. I'm not going to judge anything that I'm present to. I'm not going to try to make it different. I'm just going to practice being present because that first piece is vital in order to, to be able to have in a, in a in a breath's time, if we're not present, we it takes us down the, the rabbit hole, right? But if we're present in a breath's time, that's where we have that choice. I've said choice point a couple of times, and that's the choice point where we can actually access. So that's the second part of your question, which is, I have discovered, and that is what I make my case for in this book, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've discovered that if our small human mind, some people refer to it at the as the ego, if, if our small human mind had the capacity to help us through a negative loop or heal us or, you know, bring us into this, into this homo spiritus groove uh, and momentum of, of a path. It would have done it by now. It does not know how to do it. (laughs) Our human mind is really devoted to one thing and that's keeping us safe. And if everything we've done up until this moment has kept us alive, then we should reference the past. So you mentioned the past, right? We should reference the past. We should make sure that the things in the future, we, we you know, we, we watch really closely. That's where tension comes from. We call this worry, right? I have women who I've had women for years tell me, oh, I'm a worry. That's just how I am. That's who I, my mom worried, my grandma worried. I, that's just what the way it is and they are no longer worriers because they're doing this work, right? And it it takes so much less energy to do the work than it does to live in worry. So getting back to the part about our our small human mind doesn't know how to do this because if it did, it would have done it by now. This is where the connection to our higher presence, this, this higher self that is as much a part of our anatomy as our arms and our legs, but we don't give it very much attention, you know, it's actually a much greater percentage of all of us than our physical part, but we put all of our attention on the physical part. Connecting, you know, sometimes I'll just put my hand on my heart because the connection happens in the heart, you know, that my last book was on the heart, right? Anyway, um, is, is that this, it's like a waterfall that flows from this part of ourselves and every single person has it. It's our job as a human being to cultivate the connection and open the, you know, the, um, the width, I guess you could say, of, of flow in through the top of our head, in through our central core and dropping into our heart center. And this all happens in a split second. I'm, you know, it's like slow-mo here when I'm talking about it, right? but And then when our, with our hand to our heart. What should I say? What should I do in this moment? What's important? What should I keep my mouth shut? What you know? What, the guidance is so available, but we need to be present. We need to connect and we need to stay in our body. And that's the practice.
0: Beautiful. Thank you.
1: And that changes the spin. It also changes. Let me just say one more thing about this, because when we are in a negative loop in our head, the brain chemistry that gets, re- and neuroscience, they this is all, you know, understood and documented and it's, you know, it's clear science, right? The brain chemistry that gets released in our head when we're in a negative loop or a worry loop or a past loop or a trauma loop or whatever, the brain chemistry is very different and it's corrosive, right? It's, it's a stress response and it, it's not, it doesn't give us the health that we're looking for. It's very different than when we take that choice point moment, take a breath, connect, you know, do this, be willing to do this and discover, oh wow, that is a very different set of chemistry that gets released. It's soon there's access to peace there and the body note can heal in that branch of the nervous system.
0: Beautiful. So, you know, you talk a lot in your book about, I would call them opposites. Some people call them contrast, you know, dark and light fear and love Uh, Um, you know, being in your head as opposed to being in your heart. So how do we just stay in our hearts more? And when we notice that fear, is there certain things we're looking for that can keep us there? Well, I mean, staying in our heart
1: more is a practice, you know, a lot of this stuff is just like I found for myself and others. I mean, this is true for myself when my back is against the wall and I am screwed (laughs) If I can say it that way, um, that is what has taught me to say, okay, well, this is the only option I have left. So let me try it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and then I realize, okay, well, there's definitely something here. And so, um, you know, the contrast thing is interesting because we're on a planet of polarity. So we have night, day, up, down, black, white, you know, good, bad, all the contrast things, but what, what's happening in the, you know, maybe consciously for some people and unconsciously for others is that those those dual polar opposites are becoming more um, more strong more noticeable we have division right all over the world now we have division and and the contrasts are trying to get is trying to get our attention i think for two reasons one is to is to get our own individual attention that it has to be um a, a It has to be a a harmonious exchange between our head and our heart so that we can actually outpicture this in in the world, right? And so, um, and here's the beauty of contrast. Here's the beauty of seemingly polar opposites is that there is always, I hope everyone listening hears this, there is always, always, always a third transcendent energy of wisdom and wholeness between two polar opposites. So when, a, when something contrasting is getting our attention and it's, it's in our face and it's interface face and it's interface, face, it's trying to get our attention so that it can be transmuted or transformed or healed into that third transcendent energy of wholeness. And the best way to do that is to say, okay, this fear is getting my attention or whatever the situation is, what is its opposite? What is the polar opposite of that? look for that energy. It's a, it, we can use a word to um, describe the energy, but we're looking for the essence of the energies that are tug of warring at each other. And this happens in us all the time. We know this, right? There's this tug of war going on. Look for that. And then what I do is I, as I, I say to my higher self, here it is, here are these two, two polar energies, these dueling energies. I am asking you to transform these and offer back to me by way of grace The third transcendent energy of wisdom and wholeness. And then I let it go and I always get it. We have to ask. I mean, we have to be asking all the time. This is a relationship with, this is the most important relationship we can cultivate. People think it's all about, you know, finding the right romantic partner or the business partner, this is the relationship to cultivate because when we have this relationship, right? All other relationships will follow.
0: So first we want to have a relationship with ourselves. And then, you know, there's so much um, inner work or self-help type of work that we do on our own. But I've, I've found that, you know, especially growing up in a church, you want to be around other people who have the same mindset or who are right. thinking the same to actually get support. And talk about that energy of having that group around you as opposed to just going it alone.
1: Yeah, well, it 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 magnifies when we are in a community that is of like heart. <laughs> Let's say like heart instead of mind instead. <laughs> Even though it is kind of, you know, we 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 talk about we have to talk about these concepts in order to go, oh, okay, to in order to bring them into our heart, right? So when we're surrounded by people who are walking this path and who who honor the sacred as important in life and who are willing to yield to our their higher self and we can learn and say oh that that's cool she did she or he did that that way in their business in this business situation they had and look at how great that turned out or you know it, any any you can pick anything in life and and use th- this as an example but it's it's easy. It's easier when we're connected to our higher self, getting, you know, regularly connecting to our higher self is a practice. I drink a lot of tea. You've already seen my little teacup. So, I mean, this may be sound a little weird. So I have to use the restroom a lot. I use that time. Every time I go to the restroom, I, I reconnect and I do it now more even between that, but I know that at least those times, because I do that a lot, though, I will not be collapsed in my connection. And that is very meaningful. It's important. And then when you take that out into your community and you have other people doing their practice, it is, it it, it amplifies your own work times, you know, however many people you're surrounding yourself with.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So would you like to give us an example or take us through some exercise or something so we can get some reality on it?
1: Yeah, the reality would be the feeling. So um, I would love to do that. And this is also in the book. Uh, it's the first one. It's this the, the very first place to start. But the key is, is that it, you, you do it. One who's, who finds this, you know, if it speaks to you and it resonates, then you got, I want to just say, you want to do it over and over and over until you can actually feel it in your cells. Because that's the key that we have a hundred trillion cells inside. Every single one of those cells is a hundred trillion atoms inside. Every single atom is this light force that carries a blueprint of wholeness. So what we're looking to do here in this, uh, this experience, this guided thing I'll do is to activate that energy inside all of your cells. So while there's going to be a connection above and all that, you know, that you will we'll do this in a minute. The, the key is, is to awaken it in your body so that you feel it. And it's okay. If you don't feel it at first, don't think it doesn't work. Don't think, Oh, you're there's something wrong with you. It is just something that you have to do over and over because we're so programmed to, to leave our body and not, and not feel the wisdom that is in all. There's a lot of wisdom and guidance and intelligence in our body, but we've been trained away from that. So thank you for letting me say that (laughs) it is clunky and clumsy at first, but that's okay. You know, just let it be that and just keep doing it. That's what I would say. (laughs) And if, if, for people who have, um, whether they buy the, or get the free book, which you you'll have a link in the show notes or go to Amazon and get it by Kindle or hard or paperback. In the back, there will be a link to for this guided imagery that we'll do an expanded version of it actually um, that for free. So I just want you know the, your listeners to know that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so ideally, it's good to have our feet flat on the floor. You can be standing or sitting for this, but your feet flat on the floor is is a, a good way to. Um, set yourself up and then just start breathing rhythmically in through your nose and out through your mouth is a nice way to sort of keep a flow of energy through the channels that uh, go through the front and back of your body, which have connection to all of your channels. And you can just let oxygen start flowing into these channels by this rhythmic breathing. So let's just take three breaths together in through our nose and out through our our mouth, and then we'll go to the next part. it's good if you can have have some action and activity to your breathing, not, you know, try to really get it. So you hear your breath, you know, there's like a really um, a sound that you're healing that, or that you're hearing that means that it's more active and with your feet on the floor, imagine that out the bottoms of your feet are these sort of um, strings or strands of light energy that are, you know, kind of lowering out the bottom of your feet like an anchor would drop over a boat and go into the core of mother earth where it anchors itself into the core of mother earth which is all, which is actually a, a sun of even pressure and even temperature it's a light, um, a, a globe or a orb of light if you will. And know that your light, as it is connected into the core of Mother Earth, is infused with love, the, the, at, which is at the core of Mother Earth. So that on your next inhale, imagine, and it doesn't matter if you see this, just having your intention for this to be so is enough. And at some point, you may see it. You may not. It doesn't matter. But imagine that there's a, this light is coming back up. It's being drawn up with your inhale coming up through the bottoms of your feet, filling your legs, and then coming together at, you know, the place between your legs, the perineum, and then rising up in the central part of your body and coming to rest in your heart. And that's an essence of mother earth. It's a nourishment from mother earth that you can get nowhere else. So there's something really valuable about that. And so with that, Essence of Mother Earth resting in your heart, I'll ask you to bring your awareness up to the highest point you can imagine. It'll be hard to see this, but I'm asking you to bring your your attention to the central core of creation. I couldn't see this for a long time. It took me a long time. I just trusted that it was there because it is. And that we're asking from the central core of creation to release a golden white healing flow of light. Uh, that will come in and be calibrated perfectly for you through your higher presence, your your, um, higher self, and then drop in through the top of your head and come down through your, your third eye in the middle of your head, drop down through your throat center, through your high heart, and then drop into your heart center where it meets the essence of love from below. This is a perfect balance of light and love of yin and yang of alpha and omega of masculine and feminine. So when we, when we do both, you know, and we, and we become the, the, the Oreo cookie cream (laughs) in between the two sides of the Oreo so to speak, but it's our, it's the central core creation from above, which releases a light force that carries love. And then the, the nourishment, the essence from Mother Earth below, and it comes together in our own heart. It's a concentrated version of this perfection, this harmony, this balance, and this peace. Now imagine that this light, which it literally is—it's a—it's 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 a liquid light, if you will—is overflowing in your heart center and spilling out into all, and to make and to be available to all of those hundred trillion cells so that it literally fills your entire physical self to overflowing so that it actually moves beyond your physical self and fills your field. And this is the long and the short of it. If, if, if you would be willing to to sort of call this in for yourself on the regular, you can do it when you're standing in a grocery line. You know, there's a lot of places you can do this in the shower, Just find the the several places throughout the day that you can do this. And let's just take a breath and see if you can feel the energy in your heart from above and below. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. Just know that once you ask for this and you summon it, that your job is to just simply be in the center of your heart and, and in order to receive it. And see what you feel. See if you can see any of the light. See if you see any of your cells spark, be sparkly or, or awaken into this light, and how much of your body is willing to receive this in this first time. So let's take three breaths together. And after the third breath, just slowly come back into your space, and we'll finish up from there. What did you, uh, what did you sense or see or feel? Um
0: calmness yeah Mm -hmm.
1: yeah this light force this is what I mean by it has all the goods it has it carries peace it carries harmony it carries beauty it carries um, right action it it carries solutions to our problems so really calling it in is, is our job right now on the planet it anchors it in and it changes the atmosphere around us for good.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with everyone. Oh
1: yeah, it's my and
0: joy. Yeah. So, um I'm just so calm now. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty um, yummy. This is yeah. the inspiration to do it because
1: like getting back to this feeling is worth the moments it takes to set it up,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, it really is. So um, just going back to business again. So um, you can get um, Lori's book on Amazon or there'll be a link in the show notes if you want to get the PDF version of it. Um, that's
1: complimentary, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's complimentary. Is there any other summary, anything else you want to say about the book before we complete?
1: I would just say that what what you just felt is expanded you know it's an expanded way of understanding and things other things to do in the book and what i would encourage you and and every listener to do is to is to carry this energy with you into whatever you're doing next and next and next and when you notice it might be slipping away just take a moment and and recall it re-engage it you know summon it again um and and have less and less pockets of your day where it, it, it doesn't include have more and more pockets of your day that includes this is probably a better way to say it. And it will ma- it will make a difference. It will make things better.
0: Well thank you so much for coming on and sharing your book and the exercise. And um, I haven't had a chance to read the whole book yet, but I was just kind of going over some of it before the podcast. And there's lots of great tools in there. so I encourage everyone to just go and get a copy.
1: Yeah, if we, I'll say this last thing, if we want to change the world, and I think most good-hearted heart, people want to have an impact in that way, we have to include this piece. Otherwise, we'll just keep rehashing old historical energy, and that's not where we want to take ourselves.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Lori. We'll talk yeah. to you again soon. Thank
1: you, Kimberly. I appreciate it.